Welcome to Why the Why podcast, where we dive into stories from the Valley of the Sun YMCA's community. I'm Becca Varney, a Community Relations Coordinator for the Valley of the Sun YMCA and your host. I want to help them get into post-secondary education. I want to help them finish high school, but I also want to help them find a career that can sustain them in the future. I've always wanted to make a difference in someone's life. How can an interaction that I have with somebody else make their life better? Thank you so much for joining me, Tracy. I am excited to chat with you and get to know your why story a little bit. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So uh, Tracy, my first question, kind of getting to know your role a little bit more. What is your role as the executive director at Watts Family Maryvale YMCA? And then how long have you how long have you been involved with the Y? I have been with the Y for about 13 years. I started um, at the Southwest Valley YMCA as an iLearn teacher. That role expanded to become a case manager with our youth workforce program which I have officially been in like the youth workforce program for about 12 years. But my current position as the executive director, I have been here for about a year in this position. Um, But as the executive director of of Maryville, I handle all of like the day-to-day branch stuff. But then also I am the director of our youth workforce program, which is a partnership through the city of Phoenix. Tell me a little bit about that partnership and that workforce experience. The youth workforce program, when we're when we're partnered with the, um, with Phoenix, it's a WIOA program. It, you know, it's called WIOA with them. With the Y, though, we call it the Y Achievers program. So with this program, we serve about 500 youth every year, and we do that through workforce services and also educational coaching and mentoring. We can help a youth go to high school, get their GED, or go on to post-secondary education. The way that we do the work um, the work skills or the work services is we offer them work skills training. So that could be interviewing, that could be um, application or job hunting, job shadowing. And then we also have what we call a WEX or, or a work experience. And that is 300 hours where a youth can experience a job maybe for the first time, or sometimes it's like that they've gone to training for a certain position, and then we're able to offer them experience in that actual, um, in the actual subject that they trained on. So the point of a WEX is just to really give them exposure to the workforce and to help them learn important skills that they can then transfer on to a more permanent position. I love it. It gets me excited. Can you tell me kind of how this program got the feet on the ground at Maryvale? Yeah. So about 13 years ago, our our supervisors in the community initiatives department of the Y, they really wanted something new to serve a different population. You know, at the Y, we do a lot of work with you know, the younger kids, preschool, middle age, you know, but we we didn't really have a lot for high school age kids. So the idea was how can we serve them? And so we thought about, or they thought about, excuse me, that we could serve them in a, in a workforce or work services program. And so we, about 13 years ago, we did an RFP with the city of Phoenix and we were able to start out really small. We served about 50 youth in that, in that first program. Then um, that summer we served another 
I think we started about 150 in the summer program, which was a lot. I mean, and so we we had more case managers and, and stuff that we had brought on. Um, and then after that summer program, our, our program expanded a little bit to like the year round program. And I, I think we went up to like 75 youth that we served. And now, you know, 13 years later, we're serving 500 youth. We, we've also expanded our program to um, have a GED program. We have a job developer that actually works with uh, different businesses getting them to agree to bring on our WEXs. Every year, the program has just, you know, for 13 years, the program has just grown a little, you know, little by little every year, which is really exciting. That is super exciting. And that 500 is an awesome number. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. And so you're teaching them all these great skills and just life lessons. What values does this program and having this program in Maryvale, what, is, what values does it bring to the community? The thing about the Maryville community is that we have a high percentage of youth who are not working and who are not in school. And a lot of times it's not because of any fault of their own. You know, it has to do with just life circumstances. A lot of them are taking care of younger siblings. They are, they're taking care of, of mom and dad. But I think that by having this service in Maryville, it really shows young Maryville community members that that this is important, that this is like an important topic, that the YMCA cares about them and that there are people out there who want to help them, who want to see them succeed and grow. Um, a lot of the you know participants that that we work with, they they don't always have the, the best opportunities. And so the Y is really great that, you know, and that we are providing those opportunities for them to go to school, to have a mentor, to have a job coach, you know, to find a job that fits their needs, that fits their family's needs. One of the great things about the, the workforce program is that we, we can really look at an individual and not just say, okay, this, you know, this program, we're going to make you fit in this program. No, we make the program fit for the individual. None of our kids are the same. None of them have the same challenges or the same, you know, family circumstances. And so the, the great thing about this program is that we can change things up so that everybody can be successful in, in the workforce program. And again, I, I, you know, the great thing about it being in the Maryville community is just that it is a needed service. And I, and I think that it, they want it and it, it being so close to them is even better because our bus systems, I think in Phoenix are not the greatest. And so, you know, a lot of times there'll be services for, for things, but they're downtown. Well, people in Maryville can't get downtown because it takes so long to get there from where they are. Being able to be so centrally located in Maryville is awesome because they might still live be like 10 minutes away, but a 10 minute bus ride is much better than like a 50 minute bus ride. And so, you know, that's, what's really nice about being in the Maryville community. And the individuality piece is really hits home for me. I mean, that's a big value of mine is being able to individualize just programs and conversations and I think that's a key piece. Can you chat a little bit more of your responsibility and role in kind of fostering this program and kind of keeping it moving and growing? So I was so fortunate when I was asked to be a part of it during that summer. And I have to tell you, like, I didn't know what it was. Like, you know, it's kind of one of those things, like I taught high school at the Southwest Valley, you know, Southwest Valley Y. So, you know, obviously in the summer, like, 
my kids went on summer break. So I didn't, I didn't have like a classroom. And so, you know, they were like, Hey, we have this really cool program that we'd like you to be a part of when, you know, when your kids are in summer, summer break. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I remember like the first day that I was training, you know, for this new program, it was this whole concept of like a workforce program was like so crazy. And it was like, what is this? So, you know, this is amazing. I didn't even know this existed. And so that first summer was like really eye-opening. And I realized like, I don't just want to work with high school kids. I actually want to do more than just work in a classroom. I want to help them get into post-secondary education. I want to help them finish high school, but I also want to help them find a career that can sustain them in the future. And so that's kind of what this, this whole thing has been for me. So I, I stopped teaching high school at Southwest Valley and I became a case manager in Y Achievers program. And I did that for a few years and helped the program, you know, grow. And there was a, a, an opportunity to then become a supervisor in the program, which was awesome. And I did that for a few years. And so in that position, I, I stopped being a case manager and then I actually was supervising the case managers, which, you know, was, was awesome and fun. And, um, and then I became like the director of the program, which has been really exciting just to continue to support the program and make important changes to it. I guess just like love it and make sure that the why continues to love it. You know, cause sometimes I think that we be, we, we kind of get siloed and that's not anybody's fault. Sometimes it's our fault because we kind of just get so um, concerned in what we're doing that we kind of forget to like, let people know like, Hey, we're doing these great things. And so I think that it's just, so I, I don't know, like Dustin and I have kind of like on, you know, we, we kind of really have tried to talk about the great things that we're doing and, and make sure like that Libby knows like, Hey, we have these awesome kids just graduating, you know, and let Brian know like, Hey, we have this kid who graduated and now he's going to do this. And now he's working here. So, you know, just to make sure that it doesn't get forgotten about, I think is like, has been like kind of like our biggest role in like the last couple of, of weeks. And again, not forgotten about in the sense that they don't care, but just not forgotten about in the sense that we are remembering to talk about the great things that we're doing kind of like in a different environment than the Y usually does it, you know, like everybody knows like the Y does great things in aquatics and, and, and kids sports, but, you know, making sure that they also know that we're doing great things in other avenues of the community as well. This program is just, you know, one piece of that puzzle showing that we are more than just swimming in a gym. Um, we're more of a community. And I think Dustin, are you hiding in the background over there somewhere? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, so <laughs> do you want to just touch on kind of what your role and responsibility is within that, or if it's similar to Tracy's or kind of how you guys collaborate on a few things? Almost everything that Tracy does, I do. So it's been very, very similar. I kind of take on the, the bad cop role more with our staff of doing more of the um, performance piece of the stuff. I'm a numbers person, so I'm worrying about making sure our performance is where it's supposed to be at. So being federally, being contracted and federally funded, um, we do have performance measures that we have to meet. So I'm constantly working with our staff to make sure those performance numbers are being met, um, whether it's making sure we're getting kids credentials that need to get credentials, making sure they are doing their goals they need to accomplish, um, making sure our staff is just kind of staying on top of that. So I kind of take on the more of the role of all the fun stuff we're doing is great, but we need to track that fun stuff. And we need to track that these things are happening. So um, working with directly with the city to make sure that 
our performance is always on top. And with that, since I've been here, we've we've hit performance. We've met or exceeded our performance every year, whether it's our, our enrollment numbers or whether it's our measurable skills gains, which are like our goals the kids have to do or the credentials they have to get or getting them into um, the workplace and making sure once they're in the workplace, they stay in the workplace. So so that's kind of where we kind of branch off. But besides that, we're, I'm doing the same kind of stuff Tracy's doing and I'm I'm a social worker at heart so I went to school to be a so, like social worker through psychology but I like the numbers aspect of stuff too and kind of looking at the program from that piece that yes we are federally funded and to continue to be federally funded we have to check all these boxes and make sure we're doing that yeah I just came out of grad school and doing a bunch of research so I understand the numbers game and yeah. being able to track performance and even just being able to bring that to, I mean, like you said, it's federally funded, but just showing people that like, hey, this program works, we're doing really great things. So Dustin, you have a great role in this, very important. I kind of wanted to touch on both of your motivations for keeping this up, you know, outside of it being federally funded and having to meet these expectations, but what is your like internal motivation to run this program and build it up to the capacity that it's at? For me, it's just that I've I've always wanted to make a difference in someone's life. I, whether it was coaching basketball back in Wisconsin or working with homeless um, individuals in Milwaukee, it's just like how can an interaction that I have with somebody else make them make their life better um, after that interaction with me? So just getting just being able to put people in positions to better themselves, better their families, and just getting to see the work that we get to do here. Uh, I think Tracy kind of talked about it, just that this community is so underserved and kind of forgotten about. And this population is forgotten about. This age group is always forgotten about. Um, If you speak to people, it's always like, oh yeah, we have programs for birth and we have programs for five and six-year-olds in preschool and we have kids in school. But it's always that population of those 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds that kind of get forgotten about because as society, we're kind of like, oh yeah, you're 18, you're an adult, go go, go live your life. And we're calling 23 and 24 year olds youth because truly they are still youth and they, they are still learning and they are still figuring out life. And just to kind of throw them out there and not understand life yet, to be able to give them resources so they don't fail, so they can kind of succeed in, in this thing we call life is kind of my motivation. So it's, it's like, hey, what what advantages can we give through our program, through the why, through the stuff we're doing to help these youth not only better themselves, but better themselves for their family, um, whether they have, whether their parents themselves or whether they need to help their parents. So just that is kind of always been my motivation. And I, it's just, it's, it's always been a, that's, that's just been who I've been for 20 plus years that I can think about just like, hey, how can I help somebody, whether it's a youth on the basketball court when I was coaching basketball or now a youth that wants to get into become a CNA? Like, how can I do that? Um, and now kind of where I've grown in my position is now I get to kind of oversee our staff and teach our staff how to use have that same thought process to continue to help the youth that we serve. So unselfishly, I, I like patting myself on the back that we're the best at this and we do it the best. It's kind of rewarding to know that people come to us and ask us like, hey, 
how do you replicate what you're doing? Like just why you and Tracy were talking, I got two different text messages from other providers. They're like, hey, how are you guys doing this? So it just kind of it's kind of rewarding to know that what we're doing is working and that people come to us because what we're doing is doing it the right way. Justin, you deserve a pat on the back, that's for sure. <laughs> I, give, I give myself a lot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. But, <laughs> And Tracy, I'll let you add something. I think that for me, I have always known that I wanted to work with the kind of like older, younger population. So, you know, young adults, I've always wanted to do that. Even in high school, I can remember thinking, I want to be a high school teacher. And then, you know, and I did that for a while, but then I realized that there were even better ways to help, you know, young adults. And that was through the workforce uh, service uh, program. And, And then I think like, I don't know, like I've always just had I mean, I can remember like working with young adults and and then some some people who work with young adults just aren't good at it. Like they just didn't know how to talk to them or how to treat them. And and so I just always felt like I kind of had I had the ability to 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 talk to them and to have to build good rapport with them. So I mean it just became something that, you know, I don't know, like I was like, I'm good at this. And so and then it just became like, you know, a passion of of then like getting to know the community of, of young people who kind of felt, you know, fell into the opportunity youth or, you know, like even like when I started, like they were called at risk youth. I just had a really big heart for them, you know, and realizing that I think sometimes like when people like, you know, I would say, oh yeah, I work with at risk youth. And they're like, oh my gosh, you work with the bad kids. And it's like, no, actually they're not bad at all. You know, unfortunately, like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, like, no, you just don't understand. You don't understand them. You don't understand that they have, other things in their life that maybe are causing them to to have to make the decisions that they make. And, and it's not because they're bad, but it's because of like the circumstances. So I don't know, like I just, it's always just been, been a big passion of mine to, to really help opportunity youth break down the barriers that are stopping them from being successful in, in things, you know, being successful in education or in, in, in work. And so, yeah, I, but everything that Dustin said, you know, ditto to that too. I love asking that question, like no matter what the circumstances, it's just like, what's your motivation to do what you do? And I love that you call them opportunity youth because everyone needs that person that believes in them or, you know, where are they going to go? They need that person to, to guide them and to believe in them. So kind of going off of this whole theme of you guys are giving this population certain advice and certain life skills to carry them through. To flip that back on you guys, what's the best piece of advice you've received during your time at the Y? There's always this, there's this saying that I never, never really thought of until a former supervisor told me about is that the only person that is in charge of how I feel is myself. So no one else is going to make me feel how I feel. So trying to as a, as a leader trying to get that across to staff too, that if staff are upset or if, or if they're happy, like you, in life, you choose to be upset or sad about a situation. So for example, if your dog dies and you're upset about that, you're choosing to be upset about that. Kind of just, just that piece of it and kind of stopping and thinking like, oh, okay. So, and then it kind of it allows you to kind of understand where people are coming from. It took me a long time to get to, that point even too, or just like almost not caring what other people thought of me. So fortunate thing with that sometimes is people, sometimes people think you're shut off or cold or cold hearted when you have like, when that's your thought process, but it's just realizing that I'm the only one that can control how I feel. 
for me, one of the things that I actually have it written down at my desk, and it says, listen to hear instead of listen to speak. And I think for me that it really kind of goes back to what I was saying about how our program isn't just like one way fits all, you know, it's really like listening to what they need from us instead of, instead of like listening and listening to them and, and saying to them, Oh, this is what you need. No, no, no. Like, I want to listen to them and I want to hear what they need and then help them with that. Not just putting on them what I think that they need, but really listening and hearing them and helping our young people know like there is there's an adult who who actually cares and enough that they want to listen to you and hear you and not just, you know, preach to you what you know, me as a 41 year old woman thinks that you need to hear or you need to do. And so I think listen to hear instead of listen to speak is one of like a, a really big, important part of like my mantra, I guess. I love that mantra. I think I'm going to have to write that down over here too. But this is definitely not the last conversation. I definitely want to tell more stories around the Achievers program. This has been so much fun. I always love having these conversations and kind of getting to know your motivations and more behind the programs that we offer and just being able to share it with, with the rest of the community. I definitely got the chills talking to you both. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Workforce innovative. What's the other, what's the other stand for? <laughs> the Workforce Innovative Opportunity Act. My bad. Got it. I had a brain fart. Thanks for listening. To learn more about our program offerings and community impact, visit valleyymca.org. If you like this episode, please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts.